everybody, this is Ty from the band Sink In. You don't care about us, though. You care about Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. All right. Hey, good morning, and uh, welcome to a, another week of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey, Troy, how's it going? Hey, Howie. Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you, how are you doing? Uh, you know, just... Uh, just enjoying the mornings on a Sunday, and uh, I don't know about you, man, but I, like, I, I came down with some kind of cold or something, and uh, and obviously the first thought in my mind is, okay, what is everybody else going to start thinking? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I cough here and there, and uh, and you know, congested, and thinking, okay, everybody's going to think I have COVID now. You know? Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's the first thing that always pops in my head as soon as you're <laughs> sick. And the, and the thing is, is like my daughters had to get two of them tests already because wow, um, like it's some like any other time we probably let it go a day or two to make to see if she gets over herself or she's getting better. Right, but you can't do that now. You no. have to go and get tested right away because you can't go anywhere if you have COVID. So. I know, I know. So. And- and I'm afraid to even go to work and be like, oh, man, I haven't been feeling good this weekend. And, you know, and then they're going to yeah. be like, oh, you got to take two weeks off, you know. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah. So I'm really been uh, I've been uh, hydrating a lot with orange juice and, and, you know, just drinking lots of liquids. And I mean, it's getting better, but it's just the fact that I have to even think that way. Pop those vitamin E's and those zincs, man. Yeah, you know it. You know it. So, um, yeah, it's, it is weird because I, I don't know if businesses are going to have to change the way they do things. Mm-hmm. Um, because they want you to take off these two weeks if you're not feeling well or not two weeks necessarily, but they want yeah. you to take off at least until you're feeling well or get a test or whatever. Yep. And like people don't have all this sick time no. to take it off all the time if they have a cold or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know about you, but you know, I rarely call off work. No, and me when neither. I do, I have to be pretty sick or not really feeling well, or mostly, usually I use my time because my kids are sick, actually, right. actually you know? Yeah, yep. yeah so, same here. It's like, if I'm if I'm calling off, it's because I got to do something for someone else. Right. So, so I, I mean, now with the way they want to handle things, that's not the way it is. They nope. want you to call off if you have a slight fever or if you're coughing or whatever, and yeah. People just don't have that much sick time to be able to do that all the time. No. Uh, I will say so, I do. I have. I think I have like five and a half weeks right now of PTO. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I do have the time, but I just don't – I don't know. I just feel bad. I feel guilty if I take off. I don't know. Well, I mean you're one of the lucky ones that I guess is in that situation, but the majority of people yeah. don't have that. Yeah. And like – 
so you, your time rolls over. It does. Like, my where I work at my company, we don't. It doesn't roll over. You use it, or um, lose it. Or, well, you don't necessarily lose it. They will give you a payout at the end of the year of whatever you have left over, but you, it does reset the following year. Again. Okay. So, um, but yeah, just you know, a lot of companies don't work that way where you get all these rollover sick time and stuff like that. And, so I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to change the way companies do things. I don't know if it's going to change the way uh, local government steps in and, and you know. Okay, well, they can have this sick time, but they also need a certain amount, a lot of time that, you know, for viruses or COVID where you guys are making them stay home. Yeah. So, yep. I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to be handled. That's all. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm really curious because we're coming up on what, close to two weeks till election? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually... Think- I think this Tuesday will no. be. It's uh, oh wow! It'll like be a days. week. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it'll be a week on Tuesday, and uh, yeah, I'll be. I re- I really will be curious to see how things start um, shaping up after Tuesday. I really will, and I hope it. I I hope what my thought process is isn't real or true, but mm-hmm. if it is. You're going to hear about it on the show. Uh, yeah, you're going to hear about it because... Uh, well, let's, let's put it this way. Do you think, even if this was in some way a twisted political poll, yeah. would, they, would they really be dumb enough to... Let's say the Democrats win, the Biden would win in office. Uh-huh. Would they really be dumb enough to change it right away? Um, I guess my, my automatic answer is yes. <laughs> uh, because I I think they want to look like the heroes right away, and the fact that soon as election is over and someone else is taking office, um, they they just want to look like the hero as soon as possible. But technically, he wouldn't take office until January, though. Well, that's true too. So it, yeah, so we might not see any results until January. I don't know. Or and who knows even when we're going to see the results? Yeah, yeah, that too. That too. So who knows how long it takes people to start? Uh, what if the results take longer than January? Um, I don't know. I don't know how that works. To be honest with you, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of counting of uh, ballots, so to speak. I know that. I got into a little bit of a discussion with my neighbor about that the other day, um, and he was telling me all these steps and processes and things that the, the mail-in ballots have to go to right and that it is secure and safe and whatever and i, I said you're you're right if everybody in that process does their job yeah it is but all it takes is one sly dude in there to not do his job throw it in the garbage whatever and now you're missing a ballot and that's just one yeah. but it's it's never just one it's always you know, all it takes is one mailman, really. Right. You know, yeah. one, one deranged mailman on one city block, and that that person could ruin a thousand votes right there. Yeah. So and you can't tell me there's not one person out there that's that's willing to do that or that's not willing yeah. to do that. So yeah. So yeah, I I do believe there's going to be a lot of um, ballots that won't even be acknowledged or even be even make it to its destination yeah that's i i think it's a nice option for people that have no other option military overseas 
military elderly uh, elderly that can't find rides stuff yeah, like that yep but i don't think it should be an option for everybody that no. has access to it nope. if, you're, if you're going away on a on a trip like overseas somewhere you're not gonna be around but i get it i get it yeah um but to me doing it this way is basically just promoting laziness honestly yeah um you know what Oh, I can just sit at home. But what are they going to do next? They going to do it on the internet uh-huh. next? I mean, come on! Like, yep. And you know what? Though, a- if 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 both parties did not promote it, or one party, you know, actually, it's basically one party that's kind of promoting the idea of mail-in ballots more than the other. Correct. Yeah. yeah. If they chose not to promote it, I don't know that we would see the numbers the way they are. You know, yeah. it's almost like we got to follow in suit with what they tell us. You know. Here's the other thing that irritated me is a lot of the numbers that are coming in already, they're actually um, like saying um, ballots received from folks 19 to 25 or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's my whole point right now. Like, they're 19 to 25. Yeah. The majority of them people have access or are going to be able to go vote on November 3rd. Right. So what do they need to be mailing a ballot in for? I don't know. I don't know. So, so it, I don't know. It's just sad. It's lazy. It's, yeah, it is. And it can work both ways. It, it, you know, you get um, a highly, let's say you get a, 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 guy, a, dem- a highly uh, Democratic male officer, and he has a route in an area, and he sees a bunch of Trump signs around. Yeah. You don't think he's going to be like, oh, you know what? Here's a ballot from all these places here. I wonder if I should... Probably just throw these away. So that mm-hmm. way, I don't I don't help Trump get elected. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, yep. And then on top of all that, you know how many of the ballots aren't even done correctly and then get tossed. A lot of them. They're already mm-hmm. finding a ton of them that weren't done correctly because the the process to do them isn't that easy, from what I understand. I didn't look at the ballots, the the mail in ballots, but. Um, from what I understand, the process isn't all that easy, and they're already tossing aside a lot of them that aren't going to be valid enough to be counted. So, mm. so now they got to reach out to those people if they even do, and uh, and hope that those folks do it the correct way. And then if they don't do it the correct way, hope that they do it on time. I mean, there's a lot of different things that are going to be taken into account. Like I said, there's going to be a ton of ballots. And, you know, and I even said this before um, through social media and such, um, you know, no matter what party you are, I I do think that um, this is going to hurt the Democratic side of things more than it is Republican because it's the Democrats that are doing most of the mail-in ballots. um, And and as a result, a lot of their votes aren't going to get counted. You know, that's. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, that could very possibly be true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Between the corruptive, uh, uh, between the corruption and not doing it correctly, and you know, and and hoping that it gets from point A to point B and not get lost from there, and yeah. So, and your great uncle Joe that passed away two years ago getting a ballot. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I and I heard this, and I hope it's not true, but. Um, I know my mother-in-law said that her she gets Meals on Wheels, and mm-hmm. uh, she said that her Meals on Wheels person um, actually got a ballot for his dog. What? Yeah. 
So How? that's what that I'm hoping that's not true, but that's what I was told. And I'm like, if that's true, how pathetic is that? Yeah. You know, how that how pathetically easy is that? You know, to be like, oh, here's Fido Smith. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so Fido Smith, is, Fido Smith is asking for a ballot, and then all of a sudden it arrives in the mail. If that's true, man, that's that's uh, that's not good. No, that isn't good. <clears throat> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how uh, things shape out here. I don't yeah. know. It's it's going to be interesting. I know. I got to focus more on what I have control of, as opposed to. Well, what I, I, I tell. That's one of the things I'm pretty high on i tell my kids a lot too like you know and they get frustrated with different things and i'm like just if somebody if you're not feeling like you're treated fairly just focus on what you can control do what you can do and that's all we can ask of you yeah yeah so so yep good Um, advice good advice so uh we do have a guest today and uh he's actually and you know what troy i'm gonna be honest with you dude i i saw a little giddiness out of you when we were talking to him Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. which was kind of cool. It was neat, um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, well, it's well. In fact, you know what? Before we uh, reveal his name officially, uh, why don't sure. we uh, play a mystery clip of this guy, and then uh, and then we'll come back and uh, actually we'll play a mystery clip and then we'll uh, then we'll go to uh, trying to think. We'll how jump right into the interview. Yeah, why don't we just jump right into the interview and. Uh, or do we want to reveal the mystery clip officially? Let's do it right now. That way we can just go right into the interview, and then we'll talk about it after the interview. All right. Sounds so, good. So this is uh, the mystery clip. We're going to ruin the surprise for you, but it doesn't <laughs> really matter because it's probably in the title of the podcast and everything. Yep. Um, but this is Dick DeGroat, and uh, he became famously known as Bill's dad. And uh, here's an audio clip, and you'll you'll find out why uh, he became famous, especially in, in the Bill's Mafia area. Yes. So... All right, so uh, we'll uh, play this mystery clip right after this message and then uh, go right into the interview. And uh, stay tuned. Hey, Bills, let's pull it together. The game is back on Sunday after two weeks of whenever. We'll barbecue some wings and spread the hot sauce. All around Maybe if we play some D this week I'll keep it down Hey, grow in the line Oh, have you seen the net? Ooh, just don't be no doubt But better be the best Oh, oh, and six, yeah, they're terrible If we lose, it would be sickening All right, well, hey, good evening, and uh, welcome to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie, and we have a special guest uh, tonight. In fact, uh, uh, Dick, I was going to be uh, talking to you about uh, redoing a streak because I believe this is all how this uh, this Bill's dad thing got started, amongst other things. But uh, you know, 
I'm guessing, you know, you guys, we're going to get a new streak started and it's, and we're going to be the one that's going to be taking the, uh, the credit for it, if you don't mind. Okay. So, I so, like it. I like it. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm good with it. That's right. So, uh, so with that being said, you know, uh, we're speaking with, uh, this is, yeah, go ahead, Nick, Troy, go for it. I was going to say this, this is Dick DeGroat and, uh, he is famously known as Bill's dad and, <laughs> So the little backstory there on on what how I was getting at is uh, I believe this all started for you in 2017. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's that's correct. Um, it was the week before opening day. Hmm. Uh, the Bills were opening up against the Jets, and my family uh, quite often comes over and we watch the game together, kids and grandkids. And there's usually a text uh, thread that gets going around. Who's bringing what? What are we eating? What's going on? And all that. What time are we starting? And the week before uh, opening day, I just got a little creative sitting in my, my chair and started thinking about a, a song uh, by Elton John called Benny and the Jets. And ah. I started to uh, do a little parody of that. And I did, can we beat the Jets? <laughs> um, and... Uh, I sent it to my kids, and uh, they didn't think much of it because they know I'm crazy. And so then a, a buddy of mine saw it. Uh, his name is Al Rogers. He saw it on Friday night, and he was going hysterically. He says, "Listen, you got to put this on the mafia. You got to do this. You got to do that." And all these things that were technological. And I, I'm like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so finally, Saturday morning, he convinced me to just. He said, "Just put it on Facebook." So I put it on Facebook, and the thing took off, went viral. Uh, the news networks were picking it up and, and calling and interviewing and all this stuff. And um, so then it kind of caught on. They just wanted me, the fans wanted me to do one every week. They said, we need another one next week and the next week. And they started calling me Bill's dad because I was a dad inviting my family over to watch the game. And so yeah. that's kind of how it all started, uh, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> it's been a really good ride. It's been a I bet fun. it has. And I'll, you know what? Um, how how did this, like, catch fire the way it did? It, it shocked me um, because, I, you know, I, I guess – it was the right time, the right place. Uh, I'm just I'm just an old guy with a worn out voice singing into a cell phone in my basement. Right. <laughs> no effects, no nothing. Trust me, I know this is raw. I used to do it. And, uh, this is this is raw, but for some reason, people get a kick out of it and uh, get a good laugh and enjoy it. And uh, quite honestly, we were asking that question a lot that first year. My wife and I. Uh, we're people of faith, and, and we were looking at each other going, okay, what's God doing now? What is this all about? What, what's happening right now? But it's been a really, a really good journey. I bet. So what famously happened at the end of that season as to why it's still going? <laughs> well, it, it was uh, we broke the drought, man. It was, uh, it was incredible. Um, you know, when it came down to New Year's Eve uh, and the games that day and what we had to do, my, my whole family got involved in that week's video. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, we did uh, party like it's 1999 because the last time we had been to the playoffs was 1999. And the song included, uh, you know, what would have to happen, the scenarios that would have to go down. And But, if, boy, if it did, we were going to party like it's 1999. Well, I'll tell you what. After uh, Andy Dalton did what he did in that game and, and what was it? They beat the Ravens, I believe it was. Yes. Yep. And, uh 
But that touchdown pass, we all went nuts. I almost, I thought my dog was going to die of a heart attack. (laughs) in the house. And we went out that night, and I'm going to tell you what, we had a great, great time and uh, broke the drought. And uh, then the week following that really got out of control for me. Um, Do you mind I talk about that for a second? Oh, go right ahead. Absolutely, go for it. um, You know, we, we, we were so excited. We're going to the playoffs. Now we broke the drought, the 17 year drought. And on Tuesday, I believe Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday morning, uh, a gentleman from Jacksonville, Florida, who's a bills fan reaches out to me and says, Hey, uh, if you and your wife can get down here, I want to buy your tickets to the game in Jacksonville. I'm like, Oh my God, this is incredible. But now I'm like, okay, how do you find air, you know, tickets at this point in a price that I could afford? So I put out there, uh, I said, listen, this just happened. Who's got, where, where's the best place to get cheap airfare? What, who's got ideas? <laughs> and uh, I was out working that evening and I came back, this is Tuesday night. Now I come back in and my wife says, listen, um, there's this guy out of the Albany area who's yeah. a Bills fan who just said he's got uh, points to fly with Southwest Airlines and he wants to give them away to some Bills fan that's going down. Well, she says everybody has been telling him he has to give them to Bills Dad. <laughs> and, you know, these are, these are people I don't know, and I understand. This is just part of Bills Mafia, the family. You know? Right. And so – 11 o'clock comes around and this guy reaches out to me and says, listen, I, you know, I don't know what this is about, but I guess I, I have to give these points to you because everybody's telling me I have to. <laughs> so he gives me the points and now it's snowballing. And so from Tuesday night to Friday night, even including into Saturday when we flew out, the media starts hitting and I had never experienced anything like this. I got a little taste of what it feels like if you really truly are a celebrity I mean, it was nonstop telephone interviews, cameras coming to the house, doing all this stuff like a whirlwind. And even when we flew out, I think it was 6 a.m. Saturday morning, the the television cameras were at the airport waiting to meet me there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And it just it went crazy. It was it was a whirlwind of fun. We we. We get there, and uh, another fan meets us there and pays for our hotel. Oh, my gosh. Random fans doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to tell you, my wife and I had such a great such a great time there. Thank you to, to, to so many people in the mafia. It was just incredible. Yeah. So, it was really a good time. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I would say were you, were you part of any of the groups that were there to, uh, to cheer the team on when they came back from Miami after the playoff clinch? I, I was not uh, because I actually live in Rochester. Uh, okay, I don't get I don't get down to Buffalo as often as I'd like. Um, but uh, so I wasn't there. But boy, I, I loved seeing that. That was incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> so I was I was also reading up too that uh, you also started doing this singing bit because you were trying to get your kids interested in uh, watching the game. Oh, well, not interested, or, but just to come over to the house to watch to it. Come right? over to the yeah. house, yes. yeah, right. Okay. So it was it was an invitation to just come over and watch the game at the house, and uh, so I mean I'm really blessed with a great family, a very talented family, and every once in a while I get them in on the videos, which is so much fun when I do that. <laughs> 
which and, is and, a, you know, a three ring circus. Though. I bet. And and speaking of getting everybody else in the video, I love how you're picking out all these other Bills fans that are known for whatever, whether it be the Chefs or the Bills brothers or uh, Bills Vader or <laughs> or whoever it is. Like you're finding all these guys at Bill's kid now. I saw him now. Like, yeah. I mean, like this is incredible how you're finding all these, you know, Bill's fans that dress up and rest in peace to Poncho. Um, yeah. God, that was, like, having him. That, oh my gosh, man! It's a, it's a real treat. It really is a treat for me because I've gotten to meet so many great people. Um, they're all super fans in my book. Uh, the, that term is one that I feel a little awkward about when people use that, but but uh, I, I it was interesting because. For me, uh, when you uh, think of Bill's Mafia, the, the, the media tends to put out one version of that, and it mm-hmm. tends to be just the people who are drunk and something goes wrong, or somebody right. jumps to a table. And my experience has been over the last four years that uh, I have met so many good, hardworking people who just love their Buffalo Bills, really kind, generous people, and... Um, not just the quote-unquote super fans, but all the fans, yeah. all the mafia. And I loved uh, what happened this week with, um, you know, Del Reed and the others that co-founded uh, Bill's Mafia. And now the uh, uh, the, the owners, bills, the bills are actually uh, embracing this. And yes, they've copywritten it, but it's to just continue to expand it and continue sure. to do good community work. So it's it's really been a blessing to meet so many incredible people. And yes, having some of them come over and get involved in the video is just off the charts <laughs> for me. I get like a kid on Christmas. I mean, when I knew Bill's Vader was coming up a couple of weeks ago, all week long, I'm thinking about it. I'm just like a kid, all giddy and everything. When he, and of course, he tells me he's the same way when he walked down here in the, in the park. <laughs> where takes place. He says he just stopped and looked and goes, "I'm I'm here. This is this is where the magic happens." <laughs> I will say that is a gorgeous bar, by the way. Well, is- my wife gets the credit for that. She was the one who designed it. I had a goofy idea of putting a tiki bar down here when we first moved here. Okay, because uh, I I love the South. I love tiki bar, and she she knew that wasn't going to work very well. <laughs> so she designed all this, and it's it, we. It's a beautiful thing. Oh it's my a lot gosh! Of yeah, that. Yeah, the lighting in the background is amazing, and it looks like that's intentional lighting, blue and red, maybe. It, it is, of course. I can change those to any color. So on certain holidays, the, the colors change, but <laughs> nice. Uh, they get the Bills colors most of the time. Okay. I have to say too that uh, Bills kid Carson Gaspar is his name. Um, a little backstory on him. I think it was a year ago. Uh, this young man and his sister did a little video just because they were big fans of me, which still I don't understand, but they watched <laughs> all my videos and they were doing this uh, imitation of me on their front porch. And then they, they ended, you know, with see you Sunday, no bills, you know, and all this. <laughs> and I was dying laughing watching them. Well, we interacted a little bit. The following week, I'm at the Bills game. And I don't know that this their family was coming. But this little young man, four years old at the time, is asking his dad, do you think we'll see Bill's dad? Do you think we'll see Bill's dad here? (laughs) And his dad's trying to really be cool and downplay. You know, it's like there's, you know, 80,000 people here and all this. I kid you not, walking out of the stadium, I don't even know that they're there. I'm walking across the parking lot to my car, run right into him. Oh, my gosh. They flipped out. I flipped out. I recognized them. So we got pictures together and all this. And I thought, wow, did God order those steps or what? 
and getting to meet him. He is such a fantastic Bills fan, and he's really a talented kid. And yeah. so this year he has um, – we had talked about him joining me in a video, which he did this last week. Yep, yep. Before that, he started doing some of his own. Wow. And I've learned that most of the creativity that comes in that, his parents get some ideas going, but he comes up with a lot of it and just freelances when the camera comes on. And he's only five yeah. years old now, but this yeah. kid, is, he's dynamite. So when he came down here, uh, it was actually the, the opening game of this, this year. He came over. I didn't know he was coming. He stops by the house and brings me a box of Josh's Jacks. <laughs> and uh, and the uh, Bills M&Ms that they were selling at Wegmans. And he brings them to me with a card that's on my wall back here as well to give to me. Such a sweet kid. So then my wife says to him, hey, Carson, you want to go downstairs and, and, and see the bar and take a picture in there? Sure. <laughs> so I bring him down here and we take this picture and I, I, I wish I could have caught it on video. He stood back and started looking at the bar and it was like a kid walking through the gates at Disney. Yeah, it's right. Amazing. Total awe, looking around, taking it all in. Such a great kid. He's he's got he's going places. I'll tell you. Well, speaking of total awe, like since all this has taken taken fire, basically, what it, what has been your like biggest brush with greatness? You know, who who were the big people that you've met through uh, becoming Bill's dad and so forth? And and what was what was so great about the uh, encounter? <clears throat> well, uh, first of all. Pancho. Okay. Ezra. And I met him. In- I don't know. Do you know the backstory on him, Pally? I, I do not. Okay. okay. Pancho is is the super fan of all super fans. Uh, lived in Texas um, and became a Bills fan at a very young age and uh, travels all over to games, has a big sombrero outfit and everything. They call him Pancho Bila. Okay. He, he wore a luchador mask. Okay. Bill stuff over oh, he's, just, he's just incredible. Um, and I remember that first year that I was there, 2017, I was over in Hammer's Lot, and they made an announcement. They said that one of our own, Pancho, is, uh, was just diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer. Oh, wow. And at the time, I did not, I, did, I had never met Pancho. I didn't really even know who he was. I was just, be, be, I was thrown in the deep end with Bill's Mafia and learning who people were. And, uh, I, I wound up getting to meet him, and I have to say that he just may be the kindest, gentlest, most giving man I've ever met. Okay. Um, you know, in, in the midst of, of his uh, struggles and things he was going through, you would have never known it because he was always mm. thinking about others. Yeah. And I remember the last time last time I got to see him it was at Hammer's Lot, and and uh, we had just gone through a crazy week. Uh, someone with a false account came at me with some accusations, which were totally false. And thank God for Mafia that backed me up on it. Um, but he is there battling, uh, I believe it was stage four pancreatic cancer. And the, he's climbing up on this van where they, they do things at Hammer's Lot. And he looks back at me and he says, don't you worry. We've got your back. And I'm thinking, here's a guy battling this cancer and he's turning around to me and saying we've got your back and i thought mm-hmm. this guy is just something else just just an incredible human being and uh, you know he has since passed um and uh you know we love his family so much and he just really represented a lot of what 
I think true fans are all about. Yeah. And, and I think this little boy is trying to carry on the legacy, correct? He is. He is. And, uh, and he and Carson, as we were just talking about, just, I guess, recently connected on the phone a week ago and really hit it off. So awesome. like two young men that are going to carry things on for the mafia. Uh, another, another one was a great uh, person I met was uh, Harrison Phillips. Okay. And I, got to, I got to interact with Harrison Phillips at a, a fundraiser a year ago uh, for a school court called Born Hava. It's a school out of Buffalo that uh, works with uh, preschool uh, children who have various disabilities, and they work with them to try to help them be ready for, uh, for school and transition into regular school. And, uh, excuse me, uh, went over and toured that school. That's just an incredible place, and the workers there and the things they're doing. Uh, but there was a fundraiser, and they had asked me to come to that. They were going to do a live auction with me for someone to go to a game with me. And Harrison was going to be there as well. So I got to meet him. Yeah. Now, what, a, what, a, what, a, what another great gentleman and a big gentleman. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to this guy and thinking, man, I wouldn't want to try to go through him. But, uh, <laughs> what, a, what a great guy. What a big heart he has. And, and so that was a real thrill for me to, to meet with him as well. I guess when, when he came in, him and Kyle Williams hit it off pretty close right away. Yeah. And, and he seems to have adopted to everything Kyle was. And you know right. what I mean, as far as for the community and everything like that. Hmm. Yeah, so, I, I agree with you. And I, I think uh, the two of them, you know, if you saw them, you might even think they were brothers or something. Yeah, like, they yeah. Have that look, the same look. But yeah, he's he's taken on a lot. I remember uh, Kyle's last game uh, in the, for the Bills. He he walked around the stadium afterwards, you know, just shaking hands, doing all that. And Harrison Phillips stood and watched from the from the entryway, the, his entire walk around there, just watching, soaking it all in. And I think wow. he really took a lot of what uh, what Kyle was doing and, and will continue that on for the Bills. And you know what? Yeah. I think that's what's missing with a lot of these larger market teams where the the players are really truly playing for their city and playing for the fans of that city. And I and that's what I always have admired about Buffalo um, in regards to the Buffalo Bills. It just seems like there's a, a, like a very blue-collar town where fans – Fans that are supporting that team, they're they're going to be there from beginning to end through thick and thin. Yep. And I think that's probably, you know, and probably the same thing with me. And, and that's probably why I gravitate towards the Steelers uh, as opposed to, you know, the, the Eagles uh, here in Pennsylvania. And that's where we're from, by the way. We're from central Pennsylvania uh, near yep. Hershey, PA, if you've ever been okay. there. Uh, so if, if you remember Frank Reich. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Okay, you remember Frank Reich, Dick, right? Oh, oh yeah. I was going to say, I hope well, you do if you're a Bills he, he fan. Went, he went to high school in the district that I live in now. So, Are you so my, my, mom, my mom actually went to high school with him, yes. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> Another gentleman so, guy, just a yeah. great guy. Yeah, yeah, I got to meet him one time, and he was incredible. But anyway, <laughs> um, I just wanted to... Just kind of give you an idea of where we're from. That's yeah, all. And, and I actually got to meet Frank Reich as well. Um, we... Uh, Oh my gosh, this is back in the early 90s. So, you know, in his prime with Buffalo, uh, he was in town for something and, uh, and he was a very nice guy, very, like, very down to earth and willing to talk to anybody. And, uh, and, uh, it's kind of cool to see him continue to be successful, uh, now as a coach. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see yeah. him doing well. It is because he almost didn't get into coaching. He was, um, yeah, he has his, uh, what? Some his doctorate in ministry or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is, but he was actually preaching for a while. 
Um, and then it got back into coaching. Yeah, yeah I can so. see it. Yeah, yeah. I actually spent a few years down in that uh, that neck of the woods when I was in high school, and I lived in a little dinky town called Rarsburg, Pennsylvania. It was over near. Red. Okay. Yeah. I am literally. I am five minutes from Rarsburg. Get out of here. I dude. I live in Fredericksburg, PA. Wow. So. Yeah, wow. Yep. Yeah, where all the roads look like a roller coaster. <laughs> That's yeah. about it, yeah. yeah. Yep. We live in, uh, are you familiar, do you say you went to school in Rarsburg? Well, I went to Topahawken. Oh my which gosh. Was, which was uh, the, the combined school for that area. Yes, I went to, well, well, we went to Northern Lebanon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's where we both, we both went to school there, yeah. So, Howie, you, your house is literally like, what, a minute away from the Topahawken line? Uh, I'm I'm a hundred yards from Topahawken School District. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, small world. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. My dad. My dad uh, at the time was working for Teen Challenge, an organization down I, there. I know exactly. Yeah. Drug yeah. and alcohol. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Oh wow. Yeah, they had a bunch of people that came and performed in our church occasionally. So yeah. Yeah, I know exactly where you mean. Yeah, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, connect the dots, right? All world, yeah, it exactly. sure is. Well, there, there you go. So Frank Reich was—he uh, basically grew up probably about twenty minutes from you. Oh, yeah, no idea. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. So oh, I don't know how he is age-wise compared to me. Uh, uh, Frank well, is probably in his early fifties. Yeah, I got him by a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, actually, I think he'd probably be in his late fifties, honestly. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, because because my mom will be um, she'll be hitting sixty next oh, okay. year. So, so yeah, so that makes sense. Okay. Yep. So um, so hey, we brought up your childhood here. So let's let's go through this a little bit. How did you become a Bills fan? Where did you all were you always from the Rochester Buffalo area? Like, how did you know? No, as a, as a small child, I was uh, bouncing around uh, central New York and, and other areas. And, and actually, that was in the 60s. And so I was a, actually a Packer fan because everything wow. back then was Green Bay Packers, you know, and the, running up against the Dallas Cowboys and stuff. <laughs> uh, of course, then they got into their dry years and things. But uh, eventually, because of living in western New York and, and so much becoming about the Bills and going to my first professional game, you know, uh, I think it was Rich Stadium at the time. I'm not yes. sure. Probably. It yeah, was probably. At the time. But, uh, you know, it, it gets into your blood. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you become a Bills fan, and then it just doesn't leave. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. A lot of lot As many of times as I've wanted to, trust me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. And with you going to Topahawken, you probably did not play football because that was not a football school whatsoever. So, no, it was um, soccer. Yeah, it was all soccer. Yeah. So, yeah, so, exactly. so is that what you played in school? Or I played soccer in school. I began to play tennis when I was down there. Eventually, became a tennis professional. Um, oh, wow. and taught in uh, a lot of a lot of uh, clubs across the Northeast. Um, but uh, yeah, that, those were my sports. Played basketball as well. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So what what do what do you do every day now? When you're not Bill's dad, what does Dick the Great do? Okay. Well, I am a minister. Um, I come from a family of eight generations of ministers. Oh so my it's gosh. In, oh, oh my goodness. Yes. And uh, so I have a church that meets right here in my home every Friday night. And, okay. Uh, it's very very uh, non traditional, and we have a lot of fun. 
And uh, then I also uh, work at a golf course, Ravenwood Golf Club, and I do that. And then I also drive for a transportation company, driving limousine. Oh, okay. so oh my a, lot, a lot of little things here and there. Um, but this year, uh, since I did turn 63, I have pulled back to semi-retirement. So I'm only working three days a week and uh, trying to enjoy life. But COVID is kind of putting a crimp on a lot of things that <laughs> I normally like to do. So. Uh, you got that right. So, Everybody. So, so when you're driving limo and, uh, and somebody gets in the car and then looks and does a double take, What's your first immediate reaction? <laughs> <laughs> it's happened a few times. Um, I've driven some celebrities that that, that I've enjoyed, uh, but there have been times where uh, you know I'm taking a group on a wine tour and they, it suddenly hits them that their driver is Bill's dad and uh, <laughs> turns into quite the party. So they have a lot of fun with that. It does. Uh, it, it's worked for me in the past uh, that a lot of times because, you know, if I'm driving a wine tour, or sometimes it just works out that I'm actually sitting in the car waiting for someone. Sure. Uh, for long periods of time. But that's where some of the creative juices can get going as far as gotcha. what song to do next and how to change the lyrics. And so a lot of times that, that happens. So how much thought do you put into uh, the songs that you choose and, and how much time do you put into changing the lyrics and so forth? It's, it's actually uh, kind of uh, amazing how, I would say, how fast it happens. Uh, I now have a running list on my phone of, of song potentials that I think of when I hear them on the radio, or a lot of fans will send me ideas. Okay. So I keep this running list that I can go to. That's actually the toughest part, because I don't want to get ahead of myself, uh, so I wait until the game is done before I work on next week's. Because sure. I want to be able to play with whatever happened in that game or maybe even sound bites from players and coaches in the coming days. So mm-hmm. usually when I'm hitting, you know, Sunday night into Monday, I'm trying to at least get the song, you know, come up with a song. Mm-hmm. Once I get the song, changing the lyrics for whatever goofy reason and the way God created my brain comes a little easier to me. And sure. so changing the lyrics can happen uh, in as little time as an hour or, you know, a couple of hours. And then, but that is happening as I'm doing other things during the day. Mm-hmm. And then what I'll try to do then in the coming days is tweak it a little bit. You know, I get the rough draft done and then I'm tweaking it and running it through my head, you know, gimmick ideas, think, props that I'm going to use and stuff like that. And then usually on mm-hmm. Thursday night is when I try to film it. So then I've got a, you know, a cushion day before, you know, I, and I can add the captions to it and things like that and then put it out on Saturday mornings. I love that you started adding the captions to it. And uh, yeah, there I don't know if I, I realized that some people, some people uh, sometimes were having trouble hearing or understanding the words. And I have some deaf followers, I, I, and I don't know how that works. But huh. uh, one guy was really after me, saying, "Boy, you, it really would be a blessing if you could put captions on." And so I found an app that I could use; it wasn't that expensive, and uh, so I could put the, I could put the words on, and that does help a lot. You know, speaking of One not of expensive, things- but um, like uh, now that you are Bill's dad and and you're getting a lot of likes and a lot of followers, uh, are are you monetizing on Bill's dad at all in any way, shape, or form? I, I wish I knew how, but no. Okay. <laughs> uh, it uh, you know somebody told me when it all started that I should you know go to YouTube and, and when if the numbers got big enough you can make money, but. Uh, I find that that actually YouTube is the the least used by most people, most fans. They if you try to put a link up for YouTube, they don't want to click an extra link. Right. They just want to be able to hit it and go. 
And so I, I do put it on YouTube, but it's not a big deal there. Most of my followers are on Twitter and on Facebook. And, okay. And uh, no, there's no uh, no real way to uh, to make money on this. We're just doing it because we love our bills. Sure. So, I mean, I, I do get blessed. Uh, a lot of times other fans will call up and say, hey, I got an extra ticket you want to go. And I'm not a season ticket holder, so uh, okay. that works out really nice. I get some of the perks that way. And people sure. have a lot of the stuff that's in my bar now has been given to me by various fans who either created it or had collected it, and they oh wow, they get it and so it winds up uh, back here in my bar and gets in the awesome. videos. And I asked that well, I, because I, gotta, uh, I was asking that because uh, like Pittsburgh Dad is another one for you know that the Steelers guy, right, uh, right. yeah, uh, and he he is monetizing off of it because he he'll actually throw in commercials before and after his uh, little spiels. And, uh, and well, if anybody out there is listening and would like to do commercial work with me, I'd be more than happy to make a little money. Yeah, out this. I'm yeah. trying to help you out here, Dick. I know we we do <laughs> have um, back here. There's some bottles of rum, Topper's rum, the fantastic rum that comes out of uh, uh, St. Martin. Okay, and we we have good friends that turned us on to it. It's just a phenomenal flavored rum, and. Uh, Unbeknownst to us, one time uh, a couple of years ago, somehow it, it went viral. I think Barstool Sports picked it up that week or something, and it just it got even bigger. And the people down in St. Martin saw it. And <laughs> toppers saw the bottles in the background. And so they reached out to us. And so they wound up sending us, you know, again, it's perk stuff, you know, T-shirts. Yeah. Bottles of rum, things like that, and so you know we've had some fun with that, but it's mainly been perk type things. That, That's that awesome. And uh, well, you know, I think I think a big thing that really we've been blessed by is moving into charity work. Okay. And, and uh, that first year, again, my wife and I were asking, "What is this all about? You know, what's happening? We believe there's a reason for everything that, that goes on in our lives." And in that first season, we would it initially started out with, "Well, maybe we're putting." smiles on people's faces that you know in, in this world today a lot of times people are struggling and there's can be a lot of difficulties and we would get notes from people and um uh heart-wrenching notes that we would get on a weekly basis from various people um i remember one that, that came from a lady who said you know this is the first time i have smiled all week and you actually made me laugh she said we're burying my grandchild today Aww. And uh, you hear stuff like that, and you're like, man, okay, if there's no other reason to keep doing it, maybe this is it, you know, just be sure. helping people out uh, in difficult times. But then then it kind of, doors started opening to, to work with various charities. And we found that for whatever reason, we had an influence with people that if we would say, hey, this is going on. We could rally people and they could give to needy families or different charities and things like that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's been such a blessing to get involved in that. Uh, it's been incredible. Well, that, I think that's a pretty good segue here. Speaking of charity, I'd like to talk a little bit about what your daughter did, if that's okay, Dick. Uh, maybe you can give us a background on that and uh, sure. what, for, what an amazing thing she did. We, we have two beautiful daughters, uh, Andrea and Olivia, and uh, we were watching a game, I believe it was probably in the 2016 season, and at halftime, she says, 
she says, can you turn down the volume for a minute, Dad? So I turned it down. She says, I've got a little announcement for you. And we're thinking, oh, boy, what's going on here? She says, I've decided to give my kidney to uh, someone that she knew from her church. <laughs> and we were just blown away by this, um, her kindness and generosity in this. She said that uh, she had heard about this young lady in her church and uh, she's struggled with so many health issues and she needed a kidney desperately. And my daughter, Olivia, said, uh, you know, she prayed about it, but she felt this unction that she should pursue this. And to shorten the story a little bit, uh, she went and got tested. Turns out that they were not only a match, but they were so much of a match that it was that they said they were more like sisters. Oh my gosh. It was just incredible. And um, so uh, a few months went by and I think it was February, I think of 2017, if I'm getting my numbers correct, that she uh, donated her kidney and uh, blessed this young lady and uh, who was doing fantastic. And, uh, couldn't be more proud of our daughter for doing this. I just, I couldn't imagine, but but it really, it really inspired the rest of us to get involved. And so uh, the kidney foundations like the Northeast kidney foundation, the national kidney foundation, all of these organizations, we've gotten more involved with them to try to help them out as well. And and done some fundraisers, done various things to help them out. And uh, it's just a, it's a great thing to get involved with. And it's especially great when you see your kids, um, just, you know, give of themselves in that kind of a way. It was just an incredible thing. And that's when you yeah, can and, sit back and say, wow, you know what? I think I raised them right. Yeah, you know? yeah, you do, you do. It's one of those things where you, it's kind of like a such a good feeling moment. Like, wow, you know, they turned out really good in spite of my weaknesses. <laughs> they turned out really good. <laughs> but, um, no, but, and I, I don't know a whole lot about the, uh, the surgery and such, but I've heard that a lot of times the recovery is a lot tougher on the person that's donating rather than the donate You are so, you're exactly right. That that is the 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 generally what happens, and it was it was the situation here, um, and uh, so it was uh, it was interesting because um, our adopted kidney daughter uh, was, was up and moving so quickly and feeling so much better. She didn't even know how sick she was until she felt better. Isn't that, oh my gosh. uh, and Olivia, you know, it took her weeks uh, of long recovery, but, uh, it was so good. And she was so inspired to see her friend, uh, doing better. And then the two of them put, put together a a thing they called catwalk for kidneys. Hmm. And so they would hold an event where it was like a fashion show. And we got involved in that and, Walk the uh, the catwalk, the, catwalk. <laughs> the thing. You know, of course, I had a, a a bright red and blue tuxedo for the bill. Of course, you did. Of course, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, we we've had a lot of fun with that and been able to help uh, raise a lot of money and help a lot of people out. It's been it's been great. If, if um, I mean, I know that's big for you. Um, if somebody wanted to donate, or do you know, like, of a website or something they could find where if they wanted to help out, they could donate. Um. You know, it would be, as far as kidneys go, it would be the Northeast Kidney Foundation is one we've worked a lot with. There's also the National Kidney Foundation. Um, you know, the Born Hava School is another one that we've done a lot of work with. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's been tough on these guys this year because of COVID. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of the typical fundraisers, they've not been able to do the way they always did, or they have to do it virtually. Sure. Yep. Which, you know, it just isn't the same. And so really counting on people to step up and, and, and do their thing anyways. And we've got one coming up soon uh, with the uh, Pancreatic Cancer Association of Western New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one that was uh, very, they were linked with Poncho uh, before Poncho passed. Uh, he connected and did a video with them. They normally do a walk in November, uh, and it's their biggest fundraiser of the year. And again, they're going to have to do a virtual this year. I'm going to be putting out something very soon on that. But they're they're going to be doing something similar to um, remember the old uh, ice bucket challenge that went oh, yeah. around. Or uh, they're going to be doing something kind of along those lines with challenge and nomination for people. And I, I, I've gotten little glimpses of what's going to be happening, but I know I'll be involved in that, and I'll be using a purple ribbon and everything from kicking footballs and tossing footballs to people and then nominating people to to pass it on and get involved. So hopefully that's going to work out well. But you'll be seeing something from me in the coming weeks on that. For well, sure. they got somebody perfect here, you know, with as many followers and stuff as you have. Like, you, you're the perfect person to push this out and get as many people involved as you could. Yeah, last um, year we actually um, – there was a band out of Buffalo that wanted to get together with me and do something live, and it worked out that we we did something together during the bye week. Yep, uh, I remember that one. And that was for the Pancreatic yep. Cancer Association of Western New York, and um, that's another one that people can look up. And uh, so we did, uh, instead of Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours by Stevie Wonder, it was Find and Deliver a Cure. And so we, we kind of rewrote that and did that. And then the band actually uh, joined with me, and we went to the event that was held at RIT camp, uh, at the campus there in their big hall. And uh, as people were walking, the band was playing, and we got up and did that song, had a lot of fun with it. Huh. That is really cool. So one of the first things I picked up on your videos, and I don't know if I was the first one, but I think I was one of the early ones, <laughs> was the, the trademark hair flip. <laughs> After that jersey goes on, you have that hair flip. You got to explain that I don't, to me. I, I don't know if it's something that you purposely do now or if that was just a habit and it just kind of happens that way. But I, I love that you keep it going now. Every Everything that happened in these videos was not on purpose. <laughs> the very first time I put the jersey on was for the very first song, again, was can we beat the Jets? Well, the introduction that Elton John does is just that piano. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do this video, which was just for my kids, I said, what do I do during the introduction? I had no idea. So I thought, well, I'll put my jersey over there, and I'll put my jersey on as the introduction's going on, like I'm getting ready for the game. So that became a trademark. The hair flip, which how it's just, it's just me doing this. Because <laughs> after I put the jersey on, I thought my hair would get messed up. <laughs> so I, I, out of just wanting not to be looking goofy on a video, I flipped my hair, which never moves anyways. It's so short. But people picked up on these things, and it became part of it. So that now, actually, if you watch the one from two weeks ago when I, when I did it with Bill's Vader, that one took – generally, I can knock these things out in one or two takes. That mm-hmm. one took about 15 because I kept oh. distracted when, when he was going to come in and I would lose my line and all. He did great. I was the one that kept messing <laughs> up. But on the one where we nailed it, I was so focused and thinking I forgot to flip my hair. 
Oh no, I missed it. Yes, and I think it's the first one that I've missed my hair flip in now the fourth season going on here. But Hammer from Hammer's Lot. I don't know okay. if you're familiar with them. I know Hammer's Lot. I don't know Hammer himself. Hammer, what a great guy. That's a whole other story. But he he was the first one and reached out. He says, I call foul. This is not right. You're going to have to redo this. You did not flip your hair. And so, uh, so yeah, that, it became a thing. And uh, so, yeah, in fact, uh, this will be airing, I guess, on Sunday. So I can let you know now that yeah. I am doing my first ever remake. And I'm going to use Elton John's Benny and the Jets again this week. And it, you'll, it'll be out there as better beat the Jets. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I was honestly – I was even going to throw that line out to you, by the way. I was going to tell you – Yeah, I was going to say, in 2020, uh, you should never ask, can you beat the Jets? Because, uh, my gosh, how pathetic do they look this year? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so that will be by, – by time this airs, that, that will be flying around. And we're actually going to shoot it in the kitchen. That's awesome. That first one was done in the kitchen, not in yep. the bar. And the bar yep. came in, I think, week two. But the kitchen, which still, it's a basement kitchen, does not have a ceiling in there. So I'll get a lot of flack. I met people like, dude, fix your ceiling. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the comments are hilarious about all that stuff. I bet. Yeah, I got to tell you, though, when we're, we're talking about Hammer, let me give you a little story here. This is good. The, the uh, I believe it was after the second week, that initial year, Eric is Hammer's real name, sends, sends me a message and says, you're quite the wordsmith. I want you to come to my lot and sing on top of the white van. Now, if you don't know who Hammer is and some guy invites you to come to his lot and sing on top of the white van, you're, you're like me. I was like, who is this guy? What is he talking about? I have no idea what's going on. And I'm thinking, is this some crazy or what? And though he is a little crazy, it's a good crazy, but uh, it, it turns out that Hammer's Lot is in the tailgating Hall of Fame, and oh. I began to learn things about this uh, with Hammer, and they have that's where uh, Pinto Ron, whose real name is Kenny, is at, and they they do all these things from the top of a white van. It's like a stage for them, and that's where they spray the ketchup and mustard on on Kenny, and all these things go on. But I had no idea what what this was or what he was talking about. So it really took me by surprise, but we did wind up going that week and, and singing on top of the white band, which was a highlight of my life. <laughs> it was, it was a great time and uh, getting to meet so many great people there, but it was a lot of fun. Just when I got that note, I thought, who is this guy and what is he talking about? Oh, wow. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that the lot was actually named after a guy. I didn't realize yeah. that. I, yes. That he, is amazing. His nickname is Hammer. It's a privately owned. Uh, he lives across the street there. He lives right near the stadium. And yep. so uh, he has it going there and does a great job. He really he does a super job. All the people that work with him, uh, phenomenal. And uh, they don't allow table smashing there. Just he doesn't, you know, it's too dangerous and doesn't allow it. And, and people tend to think it might get crazy there, but it's good crazy. It's fun crazy, you know. Yeah, and you said, and that's where uh, you said that's where Pinto Ron goes now all the time. Too. That's right. And if you ever get the chance to see that, you will be, you will be treated. I mean, they they cook on top of a red Pinto. They cook all <laughs> sorts of things. Pizza Pete is there. He cooks pizzas inside a filing cabinet. Yep. Captain Buffalo is there. Uh, and he's cooking all sorts of stuff. It's just incredible. These guys are great. <laughs> 
they fry they fry eggs and bacon and stuff on the on that saw blade, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just incredible the stuff. And of course, the bowling ball shot. Yep, yep. You do a, do a shot of of Kenny's favorite liquor out of a, out of the thumb hole of a bowling ball, and then drop the ball. It's just incredible. A lot of fun yep. stuff. And then right before game time, as he was saying, what I I don't know how many people do it, but. Kenny just lines up there. He lines up a bunch of people. They all have ketchup and mustard, and they just douse him with ketchup. They, and they, they pick, uh, I think oh it's rough, generally about six people or so that are up on top of the van to squirt ketchup and mustard at him, and he's just surrounded by hundreds, sometimes thousands of people just cramming in there to see this event take place. <laughs> does he actually go? Does, it's just good. Does he actually go into the games? He does. Okay. He, cleans, he cleans off right next to the van, uh, cold water, doesn't matter oh. what time of year it is, cold water, gets himself cleaned up. He's got a big beard, too, and everything. Gets himself cleaned up and heads into the game. Yeah, he he is over 400 consecutive games. He's not missed. Huh. Uh, I knew he went into the games. I didn't know if he actually home. went in them. Yes, away and home. So this COVID has put a crimp in his style, but he is still traveling, and he generally goes to a, a, a Bill's Backer bar. Where, wherever the game is at. Okay. So. Now, he doesn't take the Pinto away, though, right? I'm sorry? He doesn't take the Pinto to the away games, though, does oh, he? Oh, no, 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 no. That that sits in Hammer's lot all season long. Oh, it does. He, okay. He's actually from Rochester, but every year he drives it over, leaves it for the season, and then drives it back. I cannot believe this thing is roadworthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, it's, what is it, a mid-70s, maybe? Or? I, I believe so, yeah. Just a... Yeah. One, well, one any Pinto is a is a bomb on wheels, really. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic machine, baby. It's a classic. Yeah, it is. Just like the Bills fans, it just hangs tough, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, biggest recollection, or what's the biggest Bills game that you've either watched in person or uh, on on TV that you you can say, "Man, I'm so happy I got to see this live." The Snowvertime game. Snowvertime. Yes, uh, you mean the where they were like shoveling yeah. off the field? And, yeah. Oh yeah. We were, we were playing the Colts. Went to that game. I was invited by some oh. some guys for that game. Had so I was. Blessed opportunity. So we're tailgating at Hammer's Lot, and about, I don't know, half hour before we're heading to the stadium, we look over, and we can't see the stadium anymore. It has mm. disappeared. It began to come down so hard we could not see the stadium. And I'm talking, we're 1,000 yards from the stadium. I don't know. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I mean, and it is that, that coming down that much. <laughs> And so we get into the stadium. Of course, I'm, I, we get there, and I want to treat the guys that are bringing me the game. So I buy beers at the gate. Yeah. So I buy a beer at the gate for each of us. And before we can even get in the stadium, the top of the can is covered with snow. As we're <laughs> oh, <here>. my gosh. <laughs> and I got to tell you, there's a market for this. It was a beer slushy. Every time you dipped out of it, it was just It was the greatest thing I ever had. So we went into that game, though, and just it was incredible. There were times you couldn't see the players on the field. The game went to overtime. Uh, Shady makes a run into the end zone in overtime to win it for us. And one of the guys I'm with, it's tradition, he he takes his shirt off and and goes nuts, and he did. Ah. I'm thinking, this is freezing. The snow's coming down. He still did it. Speaking of, and by the way, speaking of uh, Shady, he's, uh, he's from Central PA as well. He's a yeah. He's a bishop. Bishop McDevitt grad. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Paris, Paris, Parisburg area. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. So, um, 
my first ever game was in, uh, I believe it was December of 2002, and uh, it was when Ricky Williams was still on the Dolphins, and it was a Dolphins game, and it was like the first week of December, and um, it started snowing like crazy at halftime of that game, and I don't know where it came from. It's the lake effect, I guess, and it just came out of nowhere, and it's covering the field, and uh, we end up winning that game. I think it was 38 to 21. Ricky Williams ran for like 230 yards, um, <laughs> but we still beat him. Like, yeah. it, was, it was just, it was when I think they had Jay Fiedler at quarterback. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but I, I just like, I, I remember walking back to the parking lot after the game, and the snow and whatever else was mixed with the snow was blowing back in my face so hard, it was literally stinging my face. Oh, I was actually, I had to like turn around backwards and start walking. So there are times that you go, it would be great to have a dome, but then there's other yeah. times you go, but ah, this is what we're all about. I was going to so say, I, I, the environment I, is your home field advantage. It really yeah. is. And that, that's a tough thing this year. I mean, I, I, I feel bad. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we're one of the few places that won't allow any uh, any fans in yeah. still. And, uh, not having any, and, you know, it's sad not to have those, the, the fans in the stands. Doing everything. Yeah. And speaking of which, now we play the Steelers this year in December. Are, are the two of you gonna try to get to the game? Ah, I mean, you know, um, what? is it? It is in Buffalo, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, is in Buffalo. Yeah. Hoping yeah. by then that they allow. I don't know. Yeah, um, I hadn't planned on it. Um, I did want to hit a game this year, but to be totally honest with you, I was holding out hopes that we're gonna have a home playoff game. <laughs> and that was the game I wanted to hit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you know what? Speaking of home playoff game and, and you know, even to coordinate it with the Jets, uh, my first ever Steelers playoff game was, uh, well, I guess five. I don't even remember how many years ago now, but they played in the AFC championship game against the Jets. Uh, okay. And was uh, that the uh, – That was the coldest – uh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the coldest game in Pittsburgh playoff history. Uh, nine degrees at kickoff time, at kickoff time, and uh, yeah, it was it was a freezing one. And we actually wow. sat three rows in front of the the uh, Jets firefighter guy, yeah. the guy who oh, does the JTS Jets. Yep. And uh, in the beginning, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this guy is going to be real annoying, I think, before the end of the game. But <laughs> but you know what? It actually turned out he was actually really cool to hang around with. We had some good conversations, and, and he wasn't one of those obnoxious, you know. I mean, well, I mean, the Steelers ended up winning, but uh, so maybe he would have been if they were losing. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but I, but it was just kind of neat to, to be at that game. Uh, and, and that's what it – Oh my gosh, no fans in the stands. Uh, I just could not mm-hmm. imagine being in a game, you know, where there's 70,000 people just screaming and and in my case, you know, waving the towel and and you know, in your case you guys have just that close-knit community all together. It it's got to be tough. Yeah, I mean, I remember last year at the at the home opener we were playing the Bengals and on that last drive when they had the ball, I I I have never heard anything so loud in my life. I bet, and it was so fun to be a part of that. Just uh, yep. you know the loudness and the craziness, and you know you wind <laughs> up winning the game, so it was good. But yes, uh, I just love seeing fans that love the game. Yeah, and like just like last week, like you know the tough loss to the Chiefs there. Like you just wonder if there would have been fans there, would have it been different? You know, it yeah. it just you just wonder. I know that they've, they've said that uh, defenses have struggled more this year, and I think they they 
lose a little bit of an edge that they have on the snap mm-hmm. of the ball because yeah. they're you know they're 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 normally counting on the fans to disrupt things for that offense and who knows how much of an effect that is i don't i don't know yeah uh, yeah i mean i mean due to due to the fact that there was you no know, basically no training camp no preseason games and no fans in the stadium i mean it kind of all adds up as to why these offenses are taken off really you know yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so tying this all back together real quick to pittsburgh though do you have any communication with Pittsburgh, Daggett? Is it possible that you guys could do a collaboration when we play them? Um, you know, I've never met him. I've never communicated with him, so I haven't had any connection to him. I just heard of him. So uh, I haven't seen his stuff. I don't really know what he does. Um, he, well, he's so. actually a uh, professional actor. Uh, he's been oh, in wow. movies and such, so he's he's kind of a, he's kind of a big deal even in Hollywood, I guess. Uh, and oh, and he's, he's a comedian. <laughs> What's that? So he's got real skill. In chops. <laughs> what he does is he he basically correct me if I'm wrong here, Hallie. Sure. I think I've seen bits and clips, but I think what he does is he kind of does a timeline of him watching the game. Yes, and like silly stuff that happens during the game, or a bad call, or why'd you get that running back in there at this time? And he'll, he'll just basically flip out like a fan sitting at home watching the TV. And he'll you have know? he'll have <laughs> fake conversations with his family while watching the game, and it's it is kind of funny. And then he'll use all that old Pittsburghese type of language to go with it. Yep, you yep, know, so yep. so yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. And then when Troy uh, mentioned that we might be talking with you, I was like, oh, that'll be cool. I I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're all about. And in fact, I. Uh, I just watched your. I guess it's your latest video, stronger. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I thought that was oh, kind of oh cool. to self. I'm never doing a Kelly Clarkson song again. That girl. <laughs> 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 that's, that's just nuts, man. I was surprised when you picked that one. I got to say, wow, it hurt. That is <laughs> funny. That is funny. Yeah. Hey, but, if there's a Super Bowl and, and I don't care what you have to sing. Uh, I don't care if it's Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston. If it means us going to a Super Bowl and winning, you're going to sing it, Dick. You sing. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, Troy, Troy and I do these uh, weekly football picks. Uh, in fact, okay. yes. And uh, and I and I actually picked Kansas City this past weekend uh, to win. So sorry. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but what, is, that, is that one of those uh, things where when you if you lose, you're out? Um, no, no. We, just, we just pick. We just pick five games we want to pick that oh, week. Okay, yeah, and we just pick five games. Have, there's there's three of our list, three of our regular listeners that also pick with us, and we just have a little competition going. That's all. And oh, I, okay, and oh, I'm sorry, are you going to pick this week? Oh yeah, um, I want in. What's that? I want. Hey, we'll do. We'll do a celebrity pick this week. Yeah, you want to? You want to give us? Uh, you want to give you us some games? Game. I'll tell you who's going to do what. You you pick any five you want. Oh, I get to pick them. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yep. You pick any five you want. You don't have to do it right now. You can send it to me on Messenger. Or- oh, send it on Messenger. Okay, I thought you wanted me to nail it for you right now. Oh, no. What we well, do is we pick five games and the scores. Well, do you know what? When, okay. we're, done, when we're done recording, um, we can hang on, and then we'll record his bit and add it into the show if you want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if all you right. want. Well, okay. you know what? Um, yeah. Good. Yeah, so uh, so with that all being said, you know, it was really it was really cool meeting you and uh, and just neat to see how this whole story even happened in the first place. 
and uh, and not only that, but to find out that you only lived literally maybe five, <laughs> six miles from me uh, is is a whole other uh, fun That's fact crazy. in itself. Especially with a small rinky-dink school like Tulpe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So you were but I've actually been stalking you guys, so you you just don't know. Yeah, apparently so. Well, you know what? Since you're from since you're from the area, have you heard of uh, the radio station WLBR? No. Oh, okay. okay. That's where Troy and I used to work. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You know, we graduated from Northern Lebanon together, but there's probably, what, about a seven-year difference? I don't know, something like that. Yeah, I'm 46 um, and you're 40, so. Yes, okay, so six years. So yeah. we didn't really know each other in high school. We only met each other when we worked at the radio station together. So, yeah. And then we had this crazy idea of coming up with a show on the radio. It never happened. Well, here we are, 2020. We decided to go the podcast route. So, <laughs> yeah, about, <laughs> exactly. About 15 years later in the making, right? So, but uh, but um, yeah. Go no, ahead, it's, been, it's been been my pleasure, guys. Great to meet you and talk with you. I, I love talking football with with people that love awesome. it as much as I do. So, what do you think the score yeah. is going to be against the Jets? Um, there's a little bit of fire in the bellies of the Bills this week, and I I'm going to guess that. I think we're going to clip 40 for the first time this Ooh. year. And uh, I, th- I think we're, we're going to go with maybe uh, 42 to 10. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. A little bit of fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, that reminds me of a story. And they're really <laughs> bad. <laughs> they, they really are. Bad. They are. They are. They are. So, so what, do you think of, what do you think of Josh Allen? Do you think he's a uh, franchise long-term quarterback? I do. Yeah. I love him. I think I think he's great. My wife likes it best when he just starts to get a little crazy, because I, I think that's when his best side comes out. You have to deal with the fact that he he's he's he is a little bit nuts when he's out there. He's like playing with his buddies in the backyard, but he gets creative. Yeah, he does. And, you know, like kind of like Brett Favre. You know, somebody like that. Uh, you know, sometimes they're dangerous, but at the same time, they're going to get a lot done for you. And uh, mm-hmm. I think he's developing into that. He's. I think this is his best year by far. And oh, I'm yeah. excited. I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, we were talking about him a little while ago, and uh, I agree. He's he's uh, and I think he fits that organization and that community so well. You know, it's yeah, he, he does. Yeah, because I always wonder 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 how he would do on a team like Kansas City, and I don't think he would do as well with that right. franchise as he as he would with Buffalo. Well, this way, a lot of people talk about how you know we traded away the pick that was the, where Kansas City picked up Mahomes. Right. But you know, every quarterback's different. It's a, it's about the system you're in and the coaching yep. you have around you. I mean, look at Tannehill, what he's doing now in Tennessee, as opposed to what he did in Miami. Sure. You know, there's no telling if Mahomes would come to Buffalo if it would have worked out or not. So you just kind of, you know, have to try to hopefully get a quarterback that fits your your uh, your scheme. Yep. Yeah, definitely. But in, in, in fairness to Tannehill as well, um, I don't know that it was necessarily the team change as much as it was the coach change. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know how Gates does job. I really don't. I really don't. And last but not least, I mean, how happy are you that Tom Brady is wearing a Buccaneer uniform? I'm. I'm pretty happy. I, uh, <laughs> I, I would have rather seen us stomp him before he left. Sure, um, exactly. But, but, That's exactly uh, how I felt. 
but but honestly, uh, as much as we hate the Patriots, I my hat goes off sometimes because I, I think as an organization, um, they've done a lot of really good things. There's some things they've done wrong that I don't appreciate, but I mean, I think sure. Belichick is an incredible coach. I think him and Brady together were really great. Uh, it's interesting to see what they do apart from each other, and they both seem to be doing decent, uh, yeah. even without each other. And, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they've done some great things. They've, they've taken players into into New England that didn't look like much elsewhere and then suddenly became rock stars yep. there. And so I love seeing that the Bills have been able to do a little bit themselves the last couple of years. It seems like mm-hmm. the coaching staff – coaches them up a little bit from what you might typically expect from them. Sure. And that's what a good coach will do. Get the best, uh, the best yeah. thing out of their players. Yeah. There's no denying Belichick's attention to detail is second to none. I mean, it, I mean, there really isn't. I mean, he, he picks up every little nuance and just makes a game plan out of it. It's a, it's insane. Yeah. I think our games are going to be tough against them this year. I mean, I think some people thought we might just walk over them, but I think, I think it's going to be a fight. Yep. No, they're not going to give up the, the, the division up that easily. No way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that reminded me of one other story with your pick on your score, and I wanted to say this real quick. My second ever game was a season opener in 2003, and we played the New England Patriots. And there was a, a restaurant across, um, I think it's Route 20A. Is that Route 20A across um, at Southwestern Boulevard? Is that what it is? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So there was a restaurant over there, and they were serving breakfast that morning, and me and my buddy go in there, and we go in and get breakfast. And there's these, an old old guy sitting there, and they must have been Bills fans since the franchise opened. I don't even know what yeah. they were. And they're all talking, and they're like, so what do you think the score's going to be today? Uh, 51 to nothing. <laughs> and the guy looks at him, and he goes, you really think they're – or no, he's, I'm sorry. I messed it up already. He said 51 to 3. And he looks at him, and he goes, you really think they're going to get three points? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> the kind of fan I can hang with right there. There you go. There you go. And my buddy and I looked at each other, we started laughing, like, oh, this is our place, definitely. But um Yeah, that's hey, good. Dick, it's been a pleasure. Um find this guy on everywhere, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Do you have an Instagram? I'm not even sure. Do you have an Instagram? I do not have Instagram, but my wife's on there, so <laughs> So so you're on there secondarily. Probably. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but you can find him. Um, I'm sure if you just look up Bill's dad, um, you'll find him. I, I know you're. That's how I found him. I know. Okay. Um, I didn't know what your handle was on Twitter, but I know if you search Bill's dad on Facebook, we'll find you there. Um, is your is your Twitter handle Bill's dad or? I'm not even sure. I know my. I know. <laughs> I know what's in there with with my name. Um, okay. So, so if you search Bill's dad, it'll come up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and is and the same thing on YouTube. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you have everything saved, so how do you know, right? Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to log into it every time. I wasn't um, on but, Twitter until Hammer told me I should do that. And okay. Like, on Twitter. So. Yeah. Well, because so, you came um, on to stay up. tuned, because you came on to this uh, episode, you, uh, the Buffalo Bills are only going to lose two more games for the rest of the year. They're going to go 12 and 4. That's my prediction. I love it. They will definitely lose one in December. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) So so who's the other one? Renegade. Renegade. You know what? I don't know who the other one would be. Usually it's going to be somebody within the division. You know, I could, 
you know, same thing with Pittsburgh. They're going to always well, lose one to either Cleveland or Cincinnati. Uh, you know what? I'm okay with losing the last game of the year against the Dolphins if it means we already have everything wrapped up. You know? so, <laughs> there you so go. I'll take 12-4. <laughs> there you go. Like there the you go. You that works. <laughs> but I could see it. I could see 12-4. and four, So, Yeah. they got some tough games coming up. This is going to be a pretty tough stretch for us right now. Yeah. Um, I, I know uh, after the Jets, I think it's New England. Then it's Seattle. Seattle uh, looks good. Pittsburgh yep. looks good. Those are all tough games coming up. Yeah. San, San Francisco's in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, um, but that's what but, football's all about. Sit back and enjoy the ride, right? I, that's that's why they play the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So um, yeah, Dick, man, it's been a pleasure. I, I've been a fan of yours ever since I saw that first video pop up. So it's been a pleasure meeting you. Really appreciate it, and uh, keep it up. And as Howie was saying when we first started this. Um, this is going to start a whole new streak for us here, right? I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Thanks, guys. Hey, no problem. Sure. You take care, and uh, good luck on Sunday. All right. All right. Beat the Jets. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the better beat the Jets. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Bill's dad, and a uh, really nice guy. Uh, very uh, down to earth. I didn't realize he mm-hmm. was a minister. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I, I learned that. So uh, that explains his uh, ability to, to uh, with the gift of gab, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, but really nice guy. I, I liked his mm-hmm. uh, demeanor. Um, one of those people, once again, that just doesn't understand maybe how big of a deal he might be. Yeah. yeah he got really famous. Like, I don't know. I know the local news media really started covering him, but I don't know if any of the national news media covered him. I didn't really see any of that. Yeah. I would imagine at some point in the season, somebody picked up on something and played a clip somewhere. I would imagine. Um, yeah, I would think so. Um, but didn't, I mean, just how humble he was about everything. Like, even yeah. when he was explaining about how, like, um, like the, the, all of a sudden this guy calls him and, like, I don't know who you are, but people are telling me I need to get this extra <laughs> ticket to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And people... He's, he's just, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, and people in the front office of the Bills organization getting in touch with him, too. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just insane. Just, uh, you know... Um, I don't know. Just being a big fan like that <clears throat> and then having something like that happen to you, like, I don't know. It would just right. be so cool, you know? Just, oh, yeah. Just to be in touch with people that have connections and... Um, yeah. See, what what fascinates me more than anything, and and I think of it like not necessarily as as a a Dick DeGroat guy or anything, but I I think of it from the point of view is how does this guy who was not trying to get recognized Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden have as many followers as he has? You know, and and here we are, we're working a podcast, and we really got to heavily promote ourselves and throw our names out there and and hope it sticks but here's a guy who's not even trying to make it stick and everybody is following him you know it 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 half well, frustrates I, I me the, i'll be honest with you <laughs> well i think the thing that he had going for him is when this started and when and when he shared it on social media it, it went to the, all the bills fans right away sure. you know what i mean so whether they like his songs or not, he's a Bills fan. Yeah. So right away, you know what I mean. Like everybody's just going to follow his videos because he's a Bills fan. Yeah. Whatever he they has all take his Bills care of their own, basically. 
Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that was another thing that he had brought up um, in the interview that um, a lot of times when um, things somebody says something rotten about the Bills or, do, or does something rotten about the Bills, like he was saying about all they ever see is the people getting drunk in the parking lots and fighting and, and uh, the table smashing and all that. Right. But Bills fans are quick to set something up. They, like um, One instance I remember partic- particularly <laughs> – is when the Bengals beat the Ravens and got the Bills into the playoffs a couple of years ago. Um, they donated, like, I don't remember how much money, but it was a lot of money to whatever Andy Dalton's foundation was. Oh, okay. Like, and it was insane how much money they donated to this. Yeah. So much so that, like, Andy Dalton went up and visited with the Bills, um, like, uh, went up to the stadium, visited people. That's cool. Um, and he, had, he sent out, like, this big thank you video to all of Bills Mafia. So... They're always quick to do something like that. Right. Um, somebody, I think it was somebody last year from the Ravens. Um, I think it was one of their. Oh, it was one of their um, radio guys. Like okay. not, I don't think it was their play-by-play guy, but one of like their radio sports guys. Yeah. Down there. And he was saying something nasty about the Bills, and they found out that his mom had some sort of disease and she was in a nursing home. So they started donating all this money to this disease where his mom was in the nursing home at. Oh my! So. Yeah, it's just crazy stuff like that. Like you can talk all bad about him want, but when when they need to band together for something, they do, and it's, yeah. and it's a really cool thing. Yeah, definitely. So, but uh, but yeah, he's he's a neat guy, and uh, and I like yeah, I like the following uh, that he gets. In fact, I don't know if you noticed this, but like even on our Facebook page, uh, when we when we shared that we're doing the uh, the sports picks with him being a special guest, did you see mm-hmm. that that got shared? Like I want to say, like twenty five ish times. Oh, did it really? It did, and I and I was looking at who was sharing it, and I saw a lot mm-hmm. of it was uh, uh, Bills people. Nice, yeah. So, nice. Uh, but yeah, so it is getting acknowledged, and and it's just neat to see that uh, that he has that kind of support and loyalty, you know. Yeah. So it's just it, it just happens with the Bills in general. It's just it's hard to explain. Yeah. Um. Some fan bases are like that, but not all of them. No. Some are quick to if their team's not doing good, you do not hear from them. They go oh, in the yeah. woodwork. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it seems like it's always the blue collar, hardworking cities it are is. the ones that their their fan bases are so loyal. Yeah. You take the Buffaloes, the Pittsburghs, the Green Bays, stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. those are the ones that always seem to stick around. Yep, I agree. I agree. It just yeah, you you definitely see that loyalty there in the in the cities, and I mean you'll you'll also hear them pointed out when they're frustrated too. Oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely, which is good. You know, it keeps people uh, honest and and on track. I mean, right now you're seeing it like at least uh, in Pittsburgh with the Pirates. You know, there's a lot of uh, disgruntledness going on, but yet you know what? They're staying fans and they're staying loyal to their team. So. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We will see. But yeah, that that was uh, Bill's dad. And what I also liked is, uh, or not not necessarily like, but found very interesting that uh, this guy literally grew up just no, no. miles down the road from where I live, which is really yeah. funny, you know. Wasn't that something? I didn't. I when he said Raresburg, I'm like, what? I'm like, and it then, can't be the same Raresburg. And then yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, sure enough, Topahawkins School District. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's insane because I mean, what their graduating classes can't be more than what fifty or sixty kids. Yeah, I know, I know, and and uh, how ironic is it that Topa Hawken is 
doesn't even have a football program. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. So They never did either, did they? No, I don't believe so. Yeah. I don't believe yeah, so. They were always pretty big on soccer, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, always a talent in soccer, for sure. So, and in fact, I think he said he played soccer. He did, yeah, so, he did say that. Yep. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Small world, man. It, Small world. It sure is, but yeah. So that uh, that was uh, Dick DeGroat, a uh, really nice guy, and uh, thanks for uh, introducing him to me, Troy. And um, you know, I wish him nothing but uh, wellness. And uh, another thing we need to consider too is uh, if the Buffalo Bills get on some type of winning streak, uh, he's probably going to have to be a regular guest, you know, to make sure that we. Uh, don't break that uh, spell on him, you know, because yeah, isn't I'll that how what, he got uh, famous in the beginning? It is, and and the video that he did this week is is a almost a parody of his own first video. Oh, okay, because um, it's the same song, it's the same type of setup that he used on his first original video. Yeah, um, just changed the words up a little bit because you know he didn't want it to be the exact same song, right? Um, but I, I think he's trying to get things rolling again here. So. It sounds that way. So, but yeah, and. Uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up um, his uh, his daughter and yeah. the kidney donation. And, um, you know, I mean, we can even put that back to uh, when we talked to Brian. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. About donation. And uh, this is a little bit different because it was a live donation. Yeah, I was going to say a live uh, uh, organ donor. Yeah. Um, but the same principle. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, how crazy is that to think that, you know, Nobody didn't even seem like nobody even batted an eye when she said she wanted to do it. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, don't do that! I don't want anything to happen to you." Yeah, it's going to be such a health risk for you and and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but you know what though? That's that just shows you that um, you know kindness will always rise to the top. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's it's a cool thing. So um, you know, always consider the donations. Um, you know, whether you're you know passing on and, and donating organs or you know, if, you, if you're a perfect match for somebody, somebody, and it's and it's fit in your heart, and you feel like you know it's it's good for everybody involved. Yep. You know, also consider that. Yeah. Um, and if you if, if you are if you can't if you can't donate physically, find a charity or an organization that you can donate monetarily, or 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 even donate your time or yeah. whatever. Um, yep. And find one that means something to you. I mean, you know, don't mm-hmm. be afraid to uh, because if if you find something that means a little bit to you it'll make you a little more uh aggressive in making sure that you do it you know on a a year-to-year basis or or if you're if you want to be a donor you know simply the next time you go in and uh and get your driver's license renewed simply check on that box that you know you want to be a donor just little simple things like that uh is all it takes so you know why not what do you got to lose yeah. So. Other than your organs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you're not. You don't need those where you're going anyway, right? No, that's right. That's right. So, yeah. At least Let somebody else use so. it for a while. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let somebody else enjoy it for a little bit. But uh, but yeah. So um, yeah, it was really fun talking with him. And uh, I like I said, I wish him nothing but wellness. And uh, and I and I hope that we are able to stay in touch with him uh, throughout the the season as well as the years. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. I might, I might get in touch with him again, see if he wants to jump back on and do another pick show with us or something. Or yeah, whatever, you know, just maybe just shoot football around again a little bit. That was fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Most definitely. 
Oh, speaking of football, I guess we uh, have a potential for uh, an interesting show, uh, our next bonus show, I guess you can say, uh, coming up. And I guess mm-hmm. uh, I guess we're going to be talking with a, a couple of uh, friends uh, of yours, and I guess a couple of listeners too, right? I know Troy listens. Yeah. I don't know about the other guy. Yeah, well, Troy Martin, and he was he was what our first guest, right? Yeah, well, he's one of our first. Was he our first guest? I think he was our okay. first. Yeah. So. Uh, so we got him coming up, and uh, the other guy is Jeremy Ryder. And yep. um, I, I graduated uh, two years behind Jeremy. Graduated with Troy. Okay. And uh, Troy's a Giants fan. Yeah, I do. But know that. apparently, he's also a fan of uh, Tua Tagovailoa, <laughs> or however you say his name. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy Ryder is a Dolphins fan, and I don't think he's a real big fan of Tua Tagovailoa. Oh my god. So. Gosh. So we're going to get into that a little bit on the football show, and we'll see where that road goes. Yeah. It should be interesting. Yeah, I would imagine it would be. <laughs> I would imagine it would be. So yeah, there's been a little bit of banter already on social media about it. So yeah, I'm su- I'm sure it'll only continue when they start talking uh, virtually here. <laughs> Most definitely. So yeah, so uh, stay tuned and listen for that show to come up, and we'll and we'll advertise it. We'll let you know what's going on. And hey, uh, one more thing yeah. on the football thing. Um, We'll also probably be talking about a pretty big game that's going to be happening today. Uh, oh. we got two 5-0 teams hitting it off. Yes, we do. So it's going to be only one unbeaten. After, well, either it's well, going to be one unbeaten or, or uh, two unbeatens with a tie. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But uh, I hope it doesn't. Well, don't, well, don't forget about Seattle, though. Oh, Seattle's still right. unbeaten, too. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, so, AFC. I AFC, guess. yeah. But, yeah, so you've got the Titans and the Steelers. I think it's in Tennessee, correct? It is. Um, so we'll see what happens there. It's going to be interesting. Uh, this is the game that was supposed to happen two or three weeks ago, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, when the whole COVID situation really started going down, um, that's this was the first game that got pushed back and rescheduled. Sure was. So, sure was. It should be a lot of preparation for both these teams, considering they were getting ready to play each other. So. Yeah, I know. I'm looking so, forward to it. Like I said, I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking about that again a little bit on, on our bonus show. Yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that. And I'll either be very ecstatic or, or very uh, very somber. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. But the good <laughs> news is, as you know, as the same situation I'm in right now, there's, there's still a lot of season to go. And, and to be honest, this isn't where you want to be playing your best football right now. <coughs> so, you know, hopefully the Bills get things turned around with the Jets this week and then kind of keep moving things in the right direction. And then really, you want, you want your team really to get hot probably around week 13 or so. Yeah. That's when you want them to really get hot. Well, the, the one thing I'm worried about, though, is Pittsburgh because you know they play Tennessee today mm-hmm. or uh, Sunday, and then, mm-hmm. uh, and then they play – Baltimore the following week. Oh, nice! You know, so I I hope that they're not looking ahead and they're just looking one game at a time. You know, and uh, yeah, that's gonna be a little bit tough too because Baltimore wasn't originally supposed to have their bye, but I now know. they have their bye going into them. I know, I know. So I'm not looking forward to that, and I believe it's in Baltimore too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, it's. This COVID is making some tricky situations with the schedule, and and sometimes it's not the, the most fair either. No, I mean, but for you know Buffalo's instance, 
they got their game pushed back with Tennessee. Yeah. But it kept, but they were supposed to play Kansas City on Thursday night. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, you're going to play Tennessee on Tuesday. Uh, but if something happens and they have positive cases and we have to cancel the game, well, then you're still going to play Kansas City on Thursday. <laughs> so, so they're basically getting ready for two games. Yep. During that one week, like trying to figure out who they're going to play, like yeah. so that was their disadvantage. And then sure. now you got Pittsburgh um, doing the same thing, basically going to be playing their divisional opponent on a bye week. Like that's that's a rough thing too. So that is that is, yeah. So, so we'll see what it's, happens. It's not, it doesn't, you know what? And, and you know what's sad is the team that uh, started all this, Tennessee, the team that made all these games get rescheduled and stuff. Didn't seem to have any effect on it all. I know. Like all they got was so, extra rest. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, we'll ho- see. Hopefully that comes back to bite them. Hey, I you know, know. Tennessee's becoming again. They're almost becoming my new in New England, honestly. Oh, Rabel, okay. Rabel kind of gets on my nerves. Yeah. Former Steeler, by the way. Yeah. Well, the former Patriot. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I, I think he learned a lot of his savviness and and. Uh, I didn't see the play, but I guess he purposely had uh, 12 men on the field at the end of that game last week so they would stop the clock. Really? Yeah. Yeah, huh. like just, you know, a little gamesmanship stuff like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a rule, so I'll use it to my advantage, even though it probably shouldn't be a rule, because if it's a defensive penalty um, and the offensive team is leading, wouldn't you think the offense would get to choose whether they want the clock to keep running or not? Yeah, yeah. You know, like... So they need. I think they need to look at the rules and stuff, stuff like that, where clocks stop, and you know where they probably shouldn't stop. Where the right. defense is obviously using it to their advantage, they're going to purposely send twelve men on the field so the clock stops. Like, well, you know, I mean, I guess, I mean, can you blame them? I guess. No, I mean the rules there. You're right. Gonna, you're, you so know take I mean? advantage, right? Right. But yeah. maybe, like I say, maybe they need to look into that. Well, maybe if this is a defensive penalty, we should give the losing team. Or I'm sorry, the winning team, the advantage of whether they want that clock to keep running or not, right? You know, because they're the ones that it's going to go into effect. If that winning team is trying to run the ball at the end of the game, and the losing team just jumps and does a penalty or something on purpose, so the clock stops, yeah. Then the winning team should get the opportunity to say, "No, we were running the ball. We don't want that. Pe- we can, you know, we just want that penalty to keep the clock running or whatever." Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. So. I think it's something that's going to be addressed because this isn't the first time he's done it. So no, nope. So all right, well, he's, hey. a, he's a little gamesy. That's yeah, all. he is. He definitely is. <clears throat> so. Oh, hey, one other thing. Yeah, um, college football. The Big Ten kicked off yesterday. And yeah, you, did you see that Penn State play? Did you see that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Did you think he? I mean, I'm not a Penn State fan, so I'm not heartbroken about it. I'm not. But either. didn't you think? Didn't you think he was out? I I thought so. Yeah, it looked like that ball hit out of bounds score hit that pylon. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. So I don't know, I don't know what to say. But about I that. I think it was one of those things where they always say it's too close to overturn on the yeah. field. You know what I mean? So whatever the call of the field is, that's what's going to stand. I'm just shocked um, in this day and age that we can't have better technology to definitively... Agreed, agreed. Look at tennis for God's sake. Yes, I know. They have all these sensors and stuff all over the court. And they could tell if a ball's out by an eighth of an inch. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But so, here we're just using 
you know, guy, sixty-year-old guys that don't have the best eyesight, and trying to let them make their yeah. best decision. Like I know, <laughs> who don't even do this as their full-time job, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. even when they did last year, it was terrible. Yeah, I think officiating was worse last year. Yep, I know. So. Yeah, I know it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age, I mean, we can we can probably implant microchips in the football, and then Absolutely. have sensors throughout the the uh, field that just kind of definitively prove. I mean, yep. you can even do that now, I think, and have it to the point where you don't even have to drag the chains out in the field. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. So why not? Why not use all this technology to our advantage? That way, we don't have don't to worry know. about the little things like this. Yeah. And not, and not only would we taken the human element out of it out where, you know, I it's a different conversation, but yeah. in the human element, is, I think it's okay in some sports. Um, like, I think baseball is one of them. Yeah. I think taking the human element out of baseball would be really weird. It would be. Um, maybe not on calls on the bag so much, but definitely with strike zones and stuff. I yeah. Think if, you know what I mean? Like, you're... I think part of the game of baseball is, is adjusting to the umpire yep. and how he's calling the zone and stuff like that. It, it, it but anyway, that's is. It's a totally different thing. But what I was saying is it would speed things up in football. It would be taking like these little things where you're, you're looking at the play for five minutes because you're not sure and you're trying to get every different angle. Meanwhile, you got a chip that picks it up and within 10 seconds, you know, okay, keep going. Yeah. It's first down. Go. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it could be some kind of little green light in the stand, yep. you know, flashing first down. Okay, let's yep. keep the chains yep. moving. Yeah. You know? like it's, yeah. I, I can't believe I haven't done anything yet. I really don't. I know. I really don't understand what they're thinking. Like, I agree. I mean, like, look at the, like, when we watch TV, I mean, they have the yellow line that goes across the field mm-hmm. that shows where the mm-hmm. first down marker is. I mean, even even using that to your advantage, show that on the jumbo trials. Like, oh, there's the football. There's the yellow line. Okay, keep it going. Let's go. Yeah. So, did, did you see that meme flying around? That uh, I I was uh, 12 years old, whatever, until I realized that yellow line on the field wasn't actually there. <laughs> uh, I did not see <laughs> like, that. And then one guy, one guy commented on it or something, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I legit, what thought somebody was out there like painting it real quick, and then." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, the, the first time I ever saw – you know how they had those cameras on strings that go over the field and such? Yep, yep. Uh, it wasn't until I was at a live game that I saw that for the first time. And you mm-hmm. want to talk about freaking me out. I was like, oh, my gosh, what is that? You know, and it's flying yep. over the huddle, and I'm like, wow, this thing is pretty cool. And then, and honestly, you don't even notice it as the game progresses – uh, you know, and then once in a while it catches your eye, but really it's so not even noticeable. Uh, well, I'm that, surprised they haven't gone away from that method yet either and just gone to a full-out drone or something. Right, right. Well, until they find drones that can have battery life of it. That's true. You know, I think yeah. that would be the big They don't want thing. that thing dying and falling on the field or something. Yeah, right, or injuring a fan or, yeah, that yeah. could be ugly. So, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably a good point. Yeah. But I don't know how much I don't know how much uh, safer it is than hoping one of those cables doesn't snap and yeah, no. somebody either. You know? I know. So yeah. there's got to be some tautness to those. I would imagine. Yeah. You know, I don't. I can't imagine those cameras are that light that are flying on those things there. I can't imagine so. that either. Yeah. But anyway, different yeah. story, different day. But that is I, true. That is true. So yeah, but uh, but with that being said, you know. Great interview uh, with uh, Dick DeGroat, uh, Bill's dad. Check him up on uh, – check his YouTube videos. He's got a new one out, as you just heard earlier. 
Uh, he's got some other videos. It's kind of I I just started listening to him recently within the last week, and uh, you know uh, it's it's kind of fun watching the different videos and how he uh, does his little takes on the songs and such. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now that I got to know him a little bit better, it's even cooler to to watch his videos because. You know, now I can put a, a face and a personality uh, to uh, to the YouTube videos. Yep. So, and, and it was it was you know as much of a pleasure it was for you to meet him. It was really really an honor for me to meet him oh, too. Oh yeah. Because like I said, I, I I just happened to follow upon him on social media, and I was a fan. It, it was a it was a cool idea that he was doing. Yeah. And um, it it just it all coincides with with uh, us going to the playoffs and breaking that drought that year. Yep. So it really has a place in my heart there too, you know. Like, oh yeah, that, that was a big deal that year for us because we were so for so long we were the laughing stock. You yeah. Know what I mean? And when we finally got over that drought and things start going rolling in the right direction now, it's it, it just all coincides with him starting these videos. So. Exactly, exactly. So he so. could he could have single handedly saved the Bills organization for all we know. He might have. He <laughs> might have. Uh, I mean, maybe he's Bill's savior. Yeah, there we go. Oh, you know what? He does have a connection with the guy upstairs. You know, so maybe, maybe there is some something to be said there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Well, hey, I guess that concludes another week of uh, Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, I guess, uh, like I said, stay tuned. And we do have a couple of uh, guests uh, lined up that we're hoping to uh, get on board. So, uh, stay tuned to find out who they will be. Uh, in fact, I think the one guest, if I can get him in, will be actually perfect for this time of year with uh, election time coming up because uh, yeah. he is very heavily involved in that ordeal. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I think uh, I think he'll be a good uh, a good uh, fit for the show coming up. So we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All righty. Well, hey, Troy, enjoy your, uh, your uh, day of football and uh, – Let's hope for wins uh, for both Absolutely. sides. So, you too, Howie. Take uh, care, man. Hey, you too. Well, till next week, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, Stay tuned.